0: Take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast.
1: Hello Balloon Artist Podcast Nation, this is Zivi Kivi and this is the last episode of season five, chapter 12.5, this is how we call it these days. And, uh, oh my God, the season is over. The season about marketing was so different with all kinds of mini lectures and interviews for people that understand marketing or does it very uniquely. Today's interview is with Christopher Weed who has multiple businesses uh, in the entertainment niche and knows a thing or two about marketing through Facebook. And my brain literally exploded a few times during that interview, so I'm sure you're going to love it. At the end of the interview, I'm going to give you an update about the end of the season webinar. It's a free webinar with um, some really cool content inside, and at the end of it, we're going to launch, uh, the Balloon Artist College is launching two new programs uh, for entertainers. So I'm really excited about that and all the details about the free webinar will be shared with you after the interview. Enjoy. Hello, 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 Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. Thank you for joining. And today for season five, the last episode of this season, you're going to meet Christopher Weed. Christopher Weed is an entrepreneur in the entertainment world he has multiple businesses that provide birthday entertainment and some of it is actually quite surprising with uh, fire trucks and some of it is with him as a magician and also he he's the manufacturer of the well-known and established brand of the joe leffler table for entertainers that a lot of us entertainers family entertainers use not just in the U.S., but also here in Israel. I'm even getting you know, myself a Joe Leffler table when I'm uh, in CAC a few weeks from now. So I'm excited about that. And Christopher Weed is here to, to share with you guys his knowledge about Facebook marketing. It turns out that he has exploded so much and managed to provide huge growth for his businesses through Facebook marketing and advertisement, that he even wrote a book about it. And that's the reason for us to talk here today with Christopher Weed. Hello, Christopher. Hi. Can you briefly tell us about why did you write the book? So... um
0: It primarily came from one of my businesses. So one of my main party businesses is a business called Fantastic Fire Department. And I'm a private citizen that owns a fleet of fire trucks, which is pretty cool. We have four of them now. And we do fire truck themed kids birthday parties. And for that business, there are two main challenges. Uh, Our main market are preschoolers. So I'm trying to reach moms of preschoolers. And the second challenge is, is that it's a unique and unusual business. People don't even know that it exists. And Facebook provides a really good vehicle uh, for people discovering things. That's one of the key concepts that's psychologically cool about Facebook is that there's this this feeling of discovery. Um, For example, every day you go through your Facebook feed, you see maybe a friend comment or share on some unique gadget for your kitchen or some tool or some unique thing where they go, Oh, this would be perfect for you because I know you have this problem or have this need. So Facebook fits really well with that type of a business because people see this, they go, Oh, Hey, you know, uh, to their, to their sister or to their friend. I know your little son, Johnny loves fire trucks. Wow. Wouldn't it be cool to have a fire truck party at their house, uh, for a birthday party. So, I about two years ago, two and a half years ago, started dabbling with Facebook for promoting this business, and it exploded. Uh, we're now double the level we were even 18 months ago, uh, and Facebook is the is the reason why. So, because I have a lot of good friends that are magicians, that are twisters, that are ventriloquists, that are in our you know our allied arts, um, I had a lot of people came to me uh, and said, "Well, what are you doing? What's what's the secret? How do you do this?" And there isn't really Any good resource for entertainers, because we're small business people, but a unique type of small business person, there isn't really a good resource out there where you can go somewhere on the internet or to some book or to some source and find the information that works for us to learn what has exactly worked for other people and what are sort of the secrets involved in making that happen. So I finally got to the point where I did a lecture last year at CACS. I did a lecture this year at Kadabra. I decided, okay, I'll write a book to go with it. So I sat down and I wrote this book. I've sold several hundred of them already in just a, a month or so. And uh, uh, that's the story. And it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's interesting to discover this because uh, I've got a lot of friends now that have implemented things that I've taught them in the book and in the lectures, and they're seeing results. And that's, for me, really gratifying to see my friends being more successful in what they're doing because of things that I've been able to share with them. That's a, that's a big win for me.
1: I really appreciate that. And this is, it ties down to a lot of concepts and principles that we've discussed previously in this season, because this season was all about marketing and about how when you add value to your customers and when you serve them, then uh, your customers talk about you and they get, you know, a lot more opportunities to, to book you and rebook you. And so what you did is, in my opinion, it's quite amazing. Uh, because you you serve the entertainment industry uh, with your Joe Leffler tables for for a few years now, and you care about the people that y- you serve. You care about them that much that you want them, you know, to to be successful with their businesses.
0: Well, I, in our you know we're 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 a family. You know, I think that we're a global family, which is awesome. I mean, I think it's awesome that here I am sitting in California today. And you're in Israel and we're having this conversation. That's awesome. And We have, we have dozens of mutual friends between us, uh, if not even hundreds. And that's the nature of, of our industry, whether you're talking about twisters, magicians, face painters, there's so much crossover between all of us that we all are basically in the same boat. And what you may do at a party is different than what I do, but we're in the same boat. And, and we can benefit from, from sharing knowledge and, and what are successful practices for each one of us. And I also think that in general um, you have a lot of people in this industry that are very talented artists. They're very skilled at what they do. But to be very blunt, they suck at marketing. And and there are so many people that are that are in our industry that have so much potential to grow their businesses, to make a lot more money, uh, but they're already there at an artistic level but they're not there at a marketing level and they're not doing as well as quite honestly they deserve to or they should be because they're super talented but they're just not getting the word out about their brand and what they do and Facebook is such an easy easy way to do that but it's also easy to make a lot of mistakes there you've just got to you've got to know the right tricks to be able to promote yourself there and get results and, and ultimately that's what matters is is results there's no sense just throwing money out the window uh, if it's not going to deliver effective results for you.
1: Cool. So of course people will uh, get the um, opportunity to uh, get your uh, the hands on your ebook and learn the entire I know uh, the entire principles that you rely on when you do those tricks. And the ebook, I have it. I've seen it, uh, and I'm I'm still going through it, and it's very thorough and also very good for people that have no experience whatsoever in Facebook marketing. With that said, I do want to give uh, the audience a few of the tricks and a few of the principles that you use in your businesses uh, with Facebook marketing so that they will, you know, maybe even be inspired to take action immediately, maybe see some results and then come back for the ebook, or, you know, for, for me, they will come for you in cocks and shake your hand and tell you you're the man. And so let me ask you this, what is like, I'm going to ask a few questions, a little bit practicality here, um, because basically every entertainment business that you have has one business page, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you basically, that's, your, that's the hub for that business for advertising in Facebook.
0: Correct, so a lot of people that are novices of this uh, will start with a really basic fact. So a Facebook business page is different than your personal page. So your personal page is where you put pictures of your cat and your kids and and what you had for dinner last night. Uh, A business page is designed by Facebook specifically for a business, but the main advantage of that is that you don't have any of these marketing tools that Facebook offers, the ability to, to promote things, the ability to uh, set up events, things like that, on your personal page, because it's not designed for business use. And it's actually against Facebook's terms of service. So one of the things I say in the book is if you're if you're using, or should I say misusing, your personal Facebook profile to promote yourself for a business, that's the first thing you got to fix. You need to separate your personal page from your business page. And I know that's hard for a lot of people, because if you're, like a lot of folks, you've got a lot of friends, that are customers that are on your Facebook page and things like that. But quite honestly, that's not really the way it's supposed to be done. Set up a fan page. For example, when you interact with David Copperfield on Facebook, I'm sure he probably has a secret personal Facebook account that he talks to people with. But when you look up David Copperfield on Facebook, you go to David Copperfield's fan page, his business page. Or if you look up, uh, you know, Taylor Swift or, 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 or anybody like that, you're not interacting with a, a personal profile, you're not interacting with a business profile. So step one before you do anything is set up a proper Facebook business page before we begin anything else.
1: Yes, yeah. so that's something that um, a lot of people will do. And then what, do you, what, what, what is your take on people that just make posts on the Facebook page and then because of the low reach, that was uh, designed by Facebook lately In a few years ago, they've lowered the amount of reach that people get organically on pages. And so to overcome that, what a lot of us do, and I want your take on it, is they just share as the user, as they, you know, your, their, their personal user uh, account just shares what the page did every time. What do you think about it?
0: Well, I, I, I think that that, you know, Facebook is designed to make money. It's, it's not a charity. And uh, so I think that you have to understand that if you own a business and you want to promote your business, no matter what you do, it's going to cost you some money. You know, I spend on average only 10 or $20 a day on Facebook. And from that investment, I book every day, one or two parties at a three to $400 rate. So my ROI on Facebook is normally 20 or 30 times what I spend. It wasn't that way on day one, though. I've learned to get it there, and that's part of my message is how to get to that level of return.
1: So uh, this is crazy. Okay, so you're getting real results with Facebook marketing because the ROI is amazing. We all want that ROI. So basically, uh, between, the wo- between the lines you said, correct me if I'm wrong, you need to use... The advertisement system and pay Facebook, and, yeah. bo- and but how should we should we just boost the the posts on our page?
0: So there are, I think, the, the the most effective thing to do is to boost posts on a page. We'll talk in a little bit about how to write and structure those posts, because it's not just writing and structuring the posts. It's there's a lot of other related things that that, that make those boosts successful. Um, the other thing is is that. There are different types of posts that I boost on my page. For example, if I go uh, on a, on the weekend to a really cute birthday party, where I get some really good pictures, and it, it 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 portrays the the image that I that I think a lot of people are seeking for their parties. Because at least uh, at least here, and I think this is true in most markets, when you are talking about birthday party entertainment, you're talking about children's entertainment. You're primarily tar- targeting women because in most countries and most places it's mom that's making that decision. It's a rare, rare day when I get a call from a dad that wants to book a party. Uh, I would say 95% of my calls are are women. It's mom that calls. So I think that most moms have this idea of when they put together their child's birthday party, they have uh, this very Pinterest-centered notion of what the party... In other words, they had this idea, the idea that they want to have a party that has perfect cupcakes and cute decorations that are all matched to the theme and games that are really adorable. And so they have this vision of what the party looks like. So One of my most powerful things on Facebook is when I go to a really good party that that in a visual way executes that vision of what of perfection, I guess you might say. It's almost like you'd see a a children's birthday party portrayed in a in a movie or a film where it's you know the kids are running around the backyard and there's somebody there twisting balloons and there's a clown that's really funny and the cake is perfect. So when I go to a party that portrays that, man, I snap a lot of pictures because that visual is really sellable to a lot of other moms because that's what they're trying to achieve. And if I can show a mom that I'm a part of that environment, a part of that really well-executed party, that's gonna catch their attention on Facebook, it's gonna elicit an emotional reaction, and that's gonna mean they're gonna be interested in my services, and that's really the key that I think I wanna point out. With Facebook, what I'm after, when I place an ad, or I boost a post, whatever I do, I'm after eliciting an emotional reaction from somebody as they're on their phone or they're on their computer and they're going through that newsfeed, I literally want that mom to stop and out loud go, wow, or oh, if I can provide material that's so compelling that it causes them to pause and react emotionally, I'm going to get them as a customer or at least I've got a really good chance of it.
1: So first of all, you will not uh, boost anything and you will not uh, you know, boost pictures that are not emotionally yeah, involved. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I, I do two different, primarily, I do two different kinds of boosted posts on Facebook. The first is, is I write a post that is basically an ad. Um, and I'll go over the structure of that in a second with you. So I write a post that's basically an ad. I include, generally speaking, uh, between six and 12 really good photos that, that show different aspects of what I do. Now, the cool thing about, about people that are balloon twisters, that are balloon artists, is that it's a visual business. So it's all about getting great photos of great balloon art, but not just a balloon art. I think a picture, you know, you make a, a beautiful Mickey Mouse, and then you prop it up on in front of your refrigerator or on the desk somewhere and take a picture of it, it doesn't have the energy. What you want is a picture of a kid that's three or four years old or five years old, holding onto that, and you see the joy and the glee in their face that you've just created this moment because the mom sees that in that picture and goes, I want that for my kid. So it's more than just you made a beautiful balloon sculpture of something, but it's you created a moment, you created an emotional moment that that they're wanting for their party. And that's really key. It's psychology. So here's the, the basic structure of when I write a post that's an ad, how I do it and what I put in it and what I don't put in it. The first thing is is I always include a headline in all capital letters. When you're scrolling through your Facebook feed, for some reason, a headline in all capital letters really works. For example, for my fire truck party business, the, f- the headline is, "Have a real fire truck at your child's next birthday." If you're a balloon twister, you might say something like, uh, "Have uh, New York's uh, best balloon artist at your party," or something like that. You want something that sort of says what you do and, 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 and makes, it, uh, makes you unique or elevates you somehow. Just uh, a headline like uh, balloon twisting at your party is probably not grabbing enough. You gotta have a little. Then, okay, so the, this is the, the best secret in my whole book, and this is the weirdest thing I'm about to suggest, and I, I, I'm, I'm blown away by this. The next line after your headline, all in caps, should be about four or five or six emojis. Now, this is the weirdest suggestion. I have split tested identical ads, identical text, identical photos, identical targeting, with the ad, the promoted post, the boosted post, having emojis as the second line and without and the ads with the emojis as the second line produce at normally a level of double the ad without the emojis as a second line. Double at least, sometimes even triple. What emojis? So emojis are those cute little pictures. Yeah, on I mean, computer, which one, right? which one? Like, so you choose emojis that are appropriate to whatever it is you're promoting. So if you're do, doing balloon stuff at parties, you should put a balloon, you put a, the thing that's like, the, like the, the confetti blowing out the little thing that's a Facebook emoji. You choose just a couple cute emojis, you know, go through your keyboard and pick a couple that sort of rep- represent the idea that it's festive, it's a party, it's, it's a celebration. And here's the reason why I think that works. And there's, there's no research on this. So this is entirely my opinion as somebody who's a marketer, entirely my opinion as somebody who's tested this. Um, and by the way, at this point, I'm approaching 3 million hits on my Facebook posts. So with my promoted posts, I've had about 3 million customer interactions at this point, whatever you want to phrase those as in Facebook terminology. But, so I've had a lot of experimentation at this point to be able to speak about this. I think what it is, is you're going through your your newsfeed on Facebook, you don't see a lot of emojis on Facebook. And I think that it just causes you to pause enough and it makes your post a little more whimsical, a little more approachable, and a little less like it's a marketing piece. And it just makes it a little friendlier, I guess is, is maybe the best way to put it. But the emojis really work really well. So then I include about typically about eight sentences, that gives an overview of what it is that I can do for your party, what's gonna happen, and answers simple questions without people having to then ask me. For example, it'll be like, you know, invite New York's best balloon twister to your party, make it a festive occasion with, uh, you know, uh, uh, hats and animals and and whatever else. Um, And then here's the key, is you include a geography and an age group. Because a lot of times in Facebook, you see a lot of mis-boosted posts all the time here in the States. I live in Arizona on the West Coast. I see promoted posts for real estate agents that are 2,000 miles away, for restaurants that are four states away because they haven't boosted them correctly. And I have no way of knowing that, that it that a particular restaurant or real estate agent isn't even in my area, so I just skip past it. So, a Geography says, you know, serving the greater New York area, appropriate for ages three through adult, or, you know, two to eight, or whatever it is, and that makes people aware that what you're offering is in their area, you service them, and it's appropriate for their age group. And then the final and most important thing is then the last line says, for more information and prices on our party packages, visit our website and then I include a link to the website. Now, a couple things about how this works with the website that are important. First of all, 84% of my Facebook traffic on my business Facebook pages is mobile, 84%. And I think that again, we talk about moms, and again, it doesn't matter what country you live in, what, what background you are, moms are the same in Israel as they are in the US, as they are in, 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 in France, as they are in, in, in any other country. They love their kids and they're all living a very hectic life because they're taking care of a family. So in most cases, they're looking at their phone on Facebook while they're at school waiting to pick the kids up, while they're sitting in the waiting room at the doctor's office because their kid has a runny nose. Um, while they're uh, at at, at, a, at a soccer game or a football practice or something, or they're, uh, you know, they're in bed, exhausted after a long day, ready to fall asleep, but they look at Facebook on their phone for 20 or 30 minutes before they go to bed. So 84% of my traffic is mobile. So uh, that means that my website has got to be mobile friendly. And my theory is, I don't want people bothering me. Uh, uh, sounds like a weird thing for a marketer to say, but um, the, the thing is, with Facebook, you you have you know it's a sales funnel, so you have a, a when you do high volume promoted posts, when you boost those, you're going to have a lot of unqualified people that are on Facebook that cannot afford you, uh, uh, that you know they want somebody really cheap, and you don't want to spend your life playing the, the what I call the how much game. You know, they, 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 they call you up and immediately when they figure out that you cost more than a hamburger, uh, they're not interested. They think you should be able to get somebody great for, you know, 20 bucks. And so my website is at all my pricing. It's mobile friendly. But what that means is that the Facebook leads, the Facebook generates a, Facebook generates a lot of leads for me. They, that drives traffic to my website. They look at what we offer that's very comprehensively explained on the website. And then from there, people that are qualified after they've seen what it costs and they've seen what we do, then from there, the qualified customers have sales funneled themselves down to the you know the drip at the bottom of the funnel, and then those people contact us. So it's a very efficient way to run the business. It's a very efficient way to deal with inquiries that way too. But you've got to have a mobile-friendly website. That's really important. Don't do Facebook ads and then drive people to some really bad homemade WordPress site that looks terrible on an iPhone. because you're failing yourself with your marketing efforts if you're not going to follow up with the correct website that's well-designed for that type of traffic.
1: Okay. That was a lot of information. Let me just repeat the main key uh, points that you've made. Uh, you, you create two types of posts that you boost. One of them is the ad. And that ad post is always with, with one line with all capitals, with a catchy title, uh, something that will be, you know, with a story inside, something that people can later maybe think about it and say, tell the story for the spouse or for a friend at work. Um, and then under it, a line of emojis related to, you know, the event, the festivity of the event, and also to do, to your service. And that's not very hard for us. Some kids that are happy, some balloons, some, some confetti, like you said. And then, like for about eight lines, you're going to describe what you do and also give a little bit of frequently asked questions like geography, yeah. age, age groups, and try to paint a picture of how, uh, what are the benefits of your service. And, to le- and then you sum up with this call to action line, which is to learn more visit our website. And then finally, uh, it is very, very important and strategic that your website will be mobile friendly. And can I ask you, do you get the leads uh, to call you or to send you an email or h- how is the rest of the funnel looking like?
0: It's, it's about 50-50. So um, uh, one of the things that I that I advise in my book, and this really flies in the face of a lot of what marketing people say, but it, it's a very, a practical reason, is I have intentionally on my business pages disabled Facebook Messenger. And the reason being is that, that the type of customer, at least here in the U.S., that, in, that inquires via Facebook Messenger tends to be a lot less qualified and a lot less knowledgeable customer for some reason. It's, you get a lot of these messages at 10.30 at night on a Tuesday that the message is, how much? How much? And and then you get into this, this conversation with people where it's this 100 questions game. And it always ends with, by the time you quote a price, 90% of the people, once you quote the price, they disappear. Because they're not qualified customers. My approach with my sales funnel is I want to drive everything to my website that answers every question they can imagine so that, that I'm not spending my time playing the how much 100 questions game with unqualified customers. And I don't think that scares away customers. I really don't think it does. I don't need to have this conversation with every customer when a website can do the job. Um, and I also think that, that no customer is gonna be like, well, uh, they don't have Messenger on their page, so I'm not gonna do business with them. It just doesn't work that way. There are many, many, many businesses that don't have Messenger enabled on their page. So it's not like the absence of that really is a glaring omission. It allows me to really streamline the way I'm dealing with my customers. Because when you start doing these high volume posts, if you start individually engaging all of these people that are too lazy, or quite honestly, not smart enough to go to your website and look, you spend a lot of time on, on stuff that results in nothing. I would rather that that when I pick up the phone, or I answer, you know open my email, I would rather know that of those people have already been to the website, they've seen what I do, they've seen what it costs, and that means that 95% of the people that I talk to, I book because they've already pre-qualified themselves.
1: That's very interesting and and definitely not a traditional approach, Uh, but it is a brave approach where you basically say, I need to qualify my leads and my site does that with the visuals inside, with the fact that the pricing is mentioned there. And basically you warm them up if they manage to go through the warm-up uh, process of seeing your visuals in on your site and and uh, seeing uh, what you offer. And then they also, you know, contact you and then they qualified themselves and uh, they will not play with you the how much game and the um, 100 questions game. And that, and that
0: advice, down. by the way, does, does not come from from just, uh, you know, I came up with that one day and decided that comes from, again, some, some really careful experimentation. You know, we, we're, we run some pretty high volume businesses. My For example, my fire truck party business will do a thousand events this year, mostly birthday parties. So that's, that means in order to get a thousand bookings, you've got to generate many thousands more interested customers to be able to boil that down, if you will, or go through the funnel to drip down to where you've got a thousand people that are, that are, that are qualified you know, to afford what we charge and things like that. So I would spend a lot of time inefficient, inefficiently dealing with a lot of people when the website can do that. And, and I found that when I did have Messenger enabled, it was quite honestly a waste of my time. The percentage of people that I booked as a result of an inquiry and an interaction and a conversation on Messenger was, was very small. And I finally decided, you know, shut it off. And it it was the best decision I ever made. Now, I'll also say that it depends on the type of business. For example, my, my, my Showtime Magic Products business, where we make tables for entertainers, I have Messenger enabled on that page because... I receive legitimate inquiries from professional entertainers that are all around the world that say, hey, I'm interested in one of your tables. They know about what we are. They know what it costs. So by nature, it's a professional audience I'm dealing with that's already qualified. Now, if I was in a different business, I might, if I was an attorney, for example, or I was a uh, 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 maybe a uh, uh, a real estate agent or something like that, I might suggest that having messenger on for your business page would not be a bad idea because it's an opportunity to interact with people. And it also depends on your personality. My personality is I don't like to waste my time dealing with unqualified people when they could have looked at the website and figured out what we do rather than wasting my time to explain it. But, you know, some customers, some entertainers are maybe at a different point in their career where maybe they want every single possible lead that's a warm, breathing body they can get a hold of because they really want to try to sell every potential lead on, 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 you know, on booking their services. So for different people at different points in their career, I think it might be a different answer. But I think if you're you know, pretty well established and you want to run your business efficiently, I think Messenger just generates a lot of kind of, kind of crappy, unqualified inquiries, I found.
1: Okay. What about the second post? You mentioned two kinds of posts.
0: Yep. So the second is the, hey, I just did an event post is what I'll call it. So if I go to a party and it's, it's a great party and it's, you know, it looks really cute. So I'll do a, a, just a, a post that'll, that'll uh, every, by the way, every single party we, we do gets a post on Facebook. So every single party, we take pictures, every single party, we say something like, happy fourth birthday, Johnny. You know, we had a great time at your party today. I hope you and your friends enjoyed celebrating or something like that. So every week or two, if I happen to go to a, a really good party, a good photos, I will take that post and I will boost that post as well. It will not have my website in it. It will not have the, the spiel about, about. it'll literally just be like a post that we were at a birthday party, happy birthday, and I'll boost that. I'll throw $10 or $20 of that because it's, again, people catch that in their feed And it's not blatantly an ad. It's just like, wow, this popped up. Look at this really cool birthday party this company went to. So it's basically the, hey, I did an event post. Um, It's not structured like an ad, but it again brings people into my page and they, they like the business page. And I find even just while we're sitting here talking as I have my iPhone here, I probably have had two or three people like our business page as a result of promoted posts because my whole approach with a promoted post is, is twofold. I want people to see that post and go, wow, this is cool. Maybe they have an immediate need, but I have a little bit longer term goal, and that is that maybe their kid's birthday isn't for six months or a year, or maybe their child isn't quite old enough yet for our age group, or maybe it's for a grandchild or whatever it may be. So I find that a lot of those people will see our post, and maybe they won't immediately uh, need our services, but they'll, they'll like our page. So that means that they're now in my in my family, if you will. You know, they're, they're in my page likes. So sometimes what I will also do is I will also, uh, when I do boosted posts, sometimes I'll promote them to certain demographics that are trying to bring people into my group. But I will also sometimes promote those posts to people that already like my page as a reminder to somebody that maybe three months or six months ago liked my page with the idea that they were going to bookmark it that way. That. I ping them a little bit here and there um, because they obviously have expressed some interest in what we do because they like the page. So I I ping that group with with these boosted posts as well. And sometimes those, hey, we just did a party posts are really effective with that group because it reminds them of, oh yeah, uh, that's that's what my party could be like. Maybe we should book these guys.
1: How many likes do you have on your uh, fire truck? uh
0: I think the fire truck page is somewhere in the ballpark of around 7,500 right now. And I gain, I gain, uh, I do not buy likes. I, that's, uh, we should pause for a second and talk about what likes mean on a page. So for those that are listening that are maybe not, you know, Facebook gurus, there's, there's two kinds of likes on Facebook. The first like is uh, all those emoticons that Facebook has now that has like uh, the thumbs up, the heart, uh, the, the laughing face, the angry face, those, okay? So those, those are how you react to a post. Uh, you think it's funny, it you, you makes you angry, whatever it may be. But then the second kind of like on Facebook is when you like a page. So that means that if you love Coca-Cola, for example, you like the Coca-Cola page, or you like the Nike page, or you like the McDonald's page. And so that means that you uh, are sort of, a, you're, you're a fan of that page. And so you can, you can have Facebook uh, get people to like your page one of the options in, in their marketing toolkit is that you can pay Facebook some money and Facebook will uh, get more people to like your page. I'm not a big fan of that um, because I don't think that those likes are, uh, are quite as, uh, shall we say, quite as interested of in a customer or quite as engaged of a customer as, as the other way, which we'll talk about in a second. I prefer to run boosted posts Have people see that boosted post, see what we do, find that boosted post emotionally interesting enough or engaging enough to then like my page. I feel that somebody that likes my page in that manner is a more engaged, more qualified customer that's more interested in my services than somebody that just liked the page because they saw uh, that is a suggested page like in their Facebook newsfeed. Does that make
1: sense? It does. Uh, let me let me ask you a few questions, um, like very direct questions, because we're almost running out of time, and you, it's it's really clear uh, by now that you are a fountain of knowledge on this. And uh, even though some of the some of the people in the audience, they do not know all of the details of Facebook marketing, some of them do. And so I want to give a mix of of, uh, pleasure and golden nuggets for everyone. So let me ask you this. Um, How much in percentage of your boosts are for for the audience of people that liked your page? And how much of your boosts are for other type of audiences?
0: Ninety percent of my boosts are for are for people that do not like my page. I'm trying to I'm trying to reach out to the world, and and bring them into my bring them into my into my into my tent, if you will. Awesome. Um, can, that's, can you? Ninety percent are for those outside people.
1: Wonderful. So basically, ten percent of your of your ads are to encourage those people that like what you do to, you know, come back to you and remember you, but 90% of, of, the, of your Facebook marketing, of your paid Facebook marketing, is actually with targeted audiences. Now, we are not going to be able to actually explain in depth what are the capabilities of Facebook on targeted audiences, so instead, I want to ask you some questions that people will not understand the jargon, maybe, but then they will come and buy your book and we we'll learn more this way. And if they do understand the jargon, they can go and implement. So, are you are you using a pixel on your site?
0: You know, that's actually that's my I'm not. That's my 2018 on my list for 2018. The reason I've stayed away from pixels is because I think people find them creepy. Um, I think that that and uh, I, I think that that there comes a point at which you know people sometimes are are creeped out by being. They feel like they're being watched, if you will, or like they feel like they're, they're being specifically targeted. They like, for example, there are a lot of people that even think your phone listens in on you. And if you happen to mention, you know, uh, that you that you mentioned the word spaghetti, all of a sudden, uh, later today, an ad for an Italian restaurant pops up on your Facebook, uh, on your phone. I don't think it's quite like that. But I think there's a certain community out there where people are a little creeped out by being a little too targeted. And, and quite honestly, what I'm doing is working so well. And, it's, and it's, it's, it's so unique that I don't think I need to do a hundred different ways of marketing. I think if you've got something that works well, I mean, after all, what I'm selling is, is me. I can only be in one place at one time on a Saturday. Uh, if I was selling hotel rooms or cars or, or airline flights where I had a lot more capacity, I think I would maybe try a few of these things, but really for me, the, the, you know, I only have one Saturday a, a week to fill, one Sunday a week to fill, and once those are full, they're full, you know?
1: Okay, so no pixel uh, for no. you, uh, but, but don't be too harsh on it, because maybe in 2018, you'll... I, I you'll
0: think it's every, everything is worth trying.
1: Yeah, yeah, and if you want help with that, just let me know. Um, okay. But, um, like, to brainstorm a few ideas of how to do the pixel in a smart way that doesn't feel too creepy. There's, there's just like with copyright that,
0: that, 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 that I can feel creepy to some customers?
1: Of course, it does look creepy for some, but some of them that book me through the Pixel Facebook ad will tell me we're so, we're so happy and grateful for you to remind us about okay. about your brand. Yeah, so, but with that said, you also have all kinds of targets. So let me ask you again, uh, very clearly, out of those 90% of targeted audiences, can you, can you share with me how many types of targeted audiences you use? Is it one? Is it five? Is it ten?
0: It's, 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 it's uh, between 5 and 10 because, for example, okay, so for birthday parties, uh, I have one target that I very carefully refined. It's women, ages 25 to 42, uh, that live in certain defined cities in my metropolitan area. And I, I don't do a radius. I do actually define certain neighborhoods in certain cities because in every large area, there's also a few areas that are poor. And I quite honestly exclude the poorer pockets of our community because they're not, that's not a place I do a lot of parties. And then I name things that I think that moms that are my kind of moms are likely to be interested in. For example, I've specified local parenting magazines uh, that they like, uh, local, uh, particularly uh, a couple of local upscale clothing stores. Uh, A couple of upscale health clubs in our community. And I've played with that, I've added and subtracted and I defined it. Now, for the last eight or nine months, that particular target market, I've I've zeroed that in and I've not changed it in a while and it just continues every day to produce for me.
1: So, how big is it? How big is it?
0: Um, well, my metropolitan area that I live in is a total population of 5.2 million. And I'm targeting, uh, in general, about uh, 350 to 400,000 people is, a, is a generally about the, the target audience that
1: I'm after. And this, but, but how about the specific targeted audiences that you saved with the definitions of they like this magazine and they like this closing? How many people are in that group?
0: Uh, anywhere between 10,000 and 150,000. It just depends. Uh, for example, another target that's on the smaller end of that range is that um, I do, uh, at different times of the year, I do targeted promotions to certain groups. For example, uh, right after the holidays, 1st of January, I'm in a promotion that's aimed at scout leaders because in the States, February is what they call blue and gold banquet month. And they want to hire entertainment to come in and do their annual banquet. It's very hard because of the nature of that organization to figure out who the scout leaders are. You, you can't get a mailing list. You can't get an email list. They don't divulge that information. They change a lot. But it's very easy on Facebook because all of those scout leaders, the moms and dads that are Boy Scout and Girl Scout leaders, they all follow Facebook groups for scouts. Very easy to target those people. Same with uh, uh, We have a thing here in the States called Vacation Bible School, which is a summer church program for kids that they they go to church and they do church classes for a week or two. And those organizations always have a big uh, event, normally in the evenings, as a kickoff at the beginning or at the end, where they have a family sort of carnival festival thing. Well, it's very easy on Facebook to target youth ministers, youth pastors, church leaders, and uh, that's a very successful promotion. And I also have another promotion where I target people that are in the mall business, because one of our businesses is we work a lot with shopping malls. So uh, I target the people that are members of the organization that mall management people uh, are members of, and that way I can target basically marketing managers at malls. And that's my most successful Facebook results. I last year threw $8 at a Facebook promotion for that, and I shut it off after three days because I was being overwhelmed and we booked about $60,000 uh, in events from $8 and okay. it's because it was so perfectly targeted.
1: Let's go back to birthdays. What, what is your uh, recommended saved you know, uh, audience that is targeted for birthdays specifically? Because birthdays are not uh, in a specific time of the year. You don't exactly. really know when you will be able to talk with someone that wants to listen. And so what do you do?
0: That's a very good point. Well, I think I think that when you mentioned uh, you know birthdays are all year round, I think it's important to to realize that when you do a Facebook promotion, you're targeting people for today that have a present need, but you're also you're also in a way brand building or raising awareness. Even though maybe today they're not in the market for a balloon twister for their child's birthday because it isn't till nine months away, you're also developing that relationship. You're 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 uh, getting them. You know, sort of warmed up, if you will. So, women, I would say, you know, twenty-five to forty-two or so. Um, the 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 business that I use to target for Facebook, my fire truck party business, tends to be more preschool parties. Um, so, I think that, for example, if you're a Twister, I think you can open that up a little bit more because your services are appropriate for kids that are seven, eight, nine, ten years old, perhaps. Um, so maybe the, the upper end of the age range maybe is a little bit higher because people are having kids a lot later these days than they were 30 years ago. You know, it's not uncommon for me to go to a party with, with, with moms that are in their 40s that have got kids that are in early elementary school. I don't waste my time with dads. It's always females that I target. Um, I think that, that men just don't book kids' birthday party entertainment.
1: Yeah. So the audience for, for birthdays is moms. 24 to 40, 24 years old till, till to 42 with all kinds of interests and potentially, or do you also mark them as, you know, parents of this age? Yes,
0: you can also, yes, Facebook allows you. And the thing that's cool about Facebook is when you, when you start typing in some of these categories, it will start suggesting for you. And you know, sometimes it gives you good suggestions and you go, wow, I didn't think of that. But sometimes it gives you bad suggestions And you just have to watch how it affects, you know, your potential audience size. Um, Normally, I suggest uh, typing in words like parents or your local parent magazine, also stuff that that, that your type of parent is likely to go to. For example, if you have a local science center or a local children's museum, the type of parent that's going to put on a really good birthday party that wants to hire entertainment is the same type of parent that's likely to take their child to the science museum or a children's museum. So... You think about the lifestyle or the demographics of that type of family that you're after and the way they might live their life with their kids and what they might be interested in, that allows me to help specify some of those things. Um, If you've got a local upscale clothing boutique for kids, uh, maybe they belong to a particular country club or in a particular neighborhood, those types of things sometimes are really uh, good to specify and, and get you the right kind of people.
1: Wow. Uh, I could talk with you for hours on this and go into more and more details, but we are running out of time. And also, I really want people to get a hold of your book because you basically go through the entire process of how to use your Facebook page for branding, how to use it for advertising, what is the psychology, how how to build a funnel around, your, around the, the traffic that comes from Facebook and i want people to you know understand this is not easy and you do need to do some research in order to to nail it and you don't only boost you don't only you know just press the boost button you need to define those audiences you need to do some research you need to play with it and and it's a process it's an ongoing process to refine but once you find something that works like you do, like you did, Christopher, you can stick with it and, and you can get this amazing ROI. I'm really happy because this will encourage people to, to, to do the research and it will give them a few ideas of how to start, but also will give them a compass, which is the book, the ebook that will be available. Uh, even I want to say, pretty soon on the balloon artist college website uh we've agreed that uh, i will also you know sell it through the college site because i do believe in facebook marketing i do believe that people should uh, study from people that manage to to get results and that's you christopher with
0: absolutely i think the bottom line is understanding your target customer and and reaching them effectively and in my book i talk I I give a lot of, you know, step-by-step advice on what to do, nuts and bolts of things. But I talk a lot about sort of theory and about the psychology of it because Facebook is about psychology. You know, you really uh, need to understand your customers and and how to go after them, what they're thinking, where they're looking, what will catch their attention. And I I devote a lot of uh, time to that because I think that's really just as critical as is writing. You know, you can write a good ad, but if you don't understand the theory behind how to get it to the right people, it's not going to be effective for you.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Christopher Weed, um, where can people find more information about, uh, your, uh, your, uh, table business if they want to learn that and more about what you do?
0: Sure, absolutely. So uh, our uh, table business is Showtime Magic Products is the name of the company. ShowtimeMagic.com is the website. Uh, I know we have people from all over the world listening. We make more tables for more performers than anybody, and we ship all over the world, and it's actually really reasonable. So if you happen to not be in the United States and be listening to this, which I know a lot of folks aren't, uh, send me an email, send me a message off the website, uh, and also like uh, the Showtime Magic Products page on Facebook, please. We would love to uh, share with you what we do. And if you want to check out a few of my other businesses, our uh, fire truck party business is called Fantastic Fire Department. The website's fantasticfiredepartment.com. And feel free to like our Facebook page, Fantastic Fire Department, as well, uh, to see some of the things I do uh, in real world in a real world way.
1: Wonderful. And we will put the links to that. On the show notes on the balloonartistpodcast.com website, as well as a link to your website, we'll send you some SEO uh, link juice, uh, some love from for Google, and uh, really, I cannot say thank you enough for all that you do for the entertainment industry, but also specifically for balloon artists because your tables are amazing and the information on your ebook. That you so generously shared right now on this podcast, but also sharing more details in the ebook itself are a great asset for any balloon artist. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I am looking forward to meeting you in CAX in LA Likewise. in January. Thank you so much, Christopher Weed wow i really enjoyed that interview i learned so much by myself and i'm already in the process of implementing 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 you know this isn't was all about marketing and marketing is a process you need to implement and try and test and sometimes even spend money or efforts in order to get results and i encourage you to keep practicing not just your balloons and your skills but also practicing your marketing skills. There is going to be an end of season five webinar. It's free webinars with two potential time slots. It's going to be on the 21st of December, and that would be either at noon LA time or at 10 p.m. LA time. So I really hope you can join one of these. The invitation to sign up for the free webinar will be sent to you uh, on the email if you are a subscriber of the email list of the podcast or through uh, the balloon artist facebook group so head on over to the balloon artist facebook group there's a lot of goodies there anyway and then you can join this free webinar that is going to be packed with lots of information if you are hearing this after the 21st of december Don't worry, just go to the balloonartistcollege.com website. In the the webinar tab, you will find this webinar uh, pretty much like a a day or two after the webinar. So, I hope to see you in the webinar. And thank you for listening for the Balloon Artist Podcast. Season 5 is done. Thank you, guys. See you soon. You know where in the webinar. Hello, 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 Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kiwi, and this is Season 5, Chapter 12.5, the tip section. I want to recommend to you guys to go back and re-listen to the Balloon Artist Podcast Season 5. A lot of the ideas there are waiting for you to, you know, re-listen to them and suddenly understand them in a deeper way. And some of the things just require some reminding And if you remind yourself with those ideas, you will be able to implement them better. So my tip for you guys is listen again for the Balloon Artist Podcast Season 5. And if you have other topics that are interesting for you, go back to that specific topic. For example, if you want to go into the entertainment niche, go and listen to Season 2. If you want to go into decor, go and listen to Season 4 uh specifically if you're into going into the t- entertainment niche or you're in the entertainment niche but you want to improve and get in maybe into using a show or maybe you have a show but you want to add the climb inside balloon uh, routine into it then you need to be on the end of the season webinar uh on the 21st of December because that's where we're launching the guy sheffell Uh, courses one is called the balloon birthday recipe and that's a complete two-hour package with a balloon show with no line work at all and the other one is the climb inside course which includes Guy Schaeffer's teachings on how to do the climb inside routines it comes with three different routines including the famous one of Guy Schaeffer so I hope uh, to see you on the webinar and see you on the next season of the balloon artist podcasts